You're listening to the Tony Stewart Podcast, where Tony interviews financial literacy advocates who are changing the conversation on money, so you can catch up on the latest trends and ideas in the world of financial literacy and education. Presented by Paperwork. Be prepared for life. Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast presented by Paperwork. I'm pleased to be joined today by Elham Mir Mohammadi. Elham is a financial literacy researcher and instructor, as well as a member of the Financial Intelligence Academy. In this episode, we'll be discussing how financial education can help people improve their lives along with what's unique about financial issues in Iran and what are common money issues around the globe. Elham, welcome to the Tony Stewart podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm delighted to be here, Tony. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we're excited to learn more about you and your work. Um, so as a starting point, um, can you share with us about your origin story? Why did you decide to become a financial literacy advocate? Sure, why not? Uh, you know, as we get older, we feel like oh, we got to do things that are more effective. We want to make a difference and let's say make the world a better place to live in. Actually, I majored in sociology and I broke into economics and financial journalism. At first, I thought this is where I can help Iranians lead better lives and get informed about things like, you know, how the economy works, the stock market, uh, the power of saving and things like that. I was writing articles on economic concepts in a simple way that can be understandable for people who have no idea about the economy. Uh, but after some years, you know, I was like, no, that's not it. That's not what I want to do for the rest of my life uh, because I was feeling what I was doing was not uh, that effective. Uh, later on, I became familiar with the Financial Intelligence Academy, which was trying to improve people's quality of life. And uh, I thought to myself, what they are doing is way more practical as compared to what I am doing. So I started working there, and uh, to be honest, ever since I joined the team, I have found the satisfaction I was looking for uh, because, you know, due to the lack of um, financial knowledge and education in Iran, many people do not have enough information about money, what to do with their money. They don't know how to save, how to budget, how to have a secure life, especially when unexpected events like the pandemic happen. And uh, fortunately, the Financial Intelligence Academy is bridging this gap right now. And they are, um, you know, the Financial Intelligence Academy is trying to boost people's financial awareness and, uh, uh, you know, uh, help them possess financial literacy. And I am uh, so beyond happy to be part of this. Well, that's exciting. And it's interesting that uh, you had that uh I guess, revelation, for lack of a better word, uh, starting out as a financial journalist is um, I went through a similar transition, um, being an insurance consultant and doing some writing and finding that, you know, people just, you know, they don't have that basic knowledge to get started. Uh, and so that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about the Financial Intelligence Academy and the work that you're doing there. 
Yeah, sure. Um, the Financial Intelligence Academy is working in three areas. First, gathering resources, second, education, and third, uh, promoting financial literacy. Uh, for the time being, uh, we're doing our best to provide a first uh, rate and a rich uh, educational resources because as you know, the three pillars of uh, training courses are um, you know, educational resources, uh, lesson plans, and um, instructors, which are all based on the resources. So the result of these efforts so far has been the publication of more than 100 volumes of books. In the second area, which is education, we are trying to provide um, training courses depending on the needs of uh, different peoples, different audiences. Uh, the main mission of the Financial Intelligence Academy is to research and uh, you know, to, to develop training courses based on the standards uh, for financial literacy. And uh, finally, uh, publishing more than 300 articles in different newspapers, attending more than 40 radio programs and 20 TV programs are some of our activities in order to uh, you know, promote financial uh, uh, literacy. Uh, we are also interviewing experts around the world so that we can analyze their experiences and find a way to uh, cooperate with them. Uh, one of our greatest activities in this area, which I like very much, is the Pi Token Film Festival, uh, which has been held by the Financial Intelligence Academy for two years. And this festival, our experts, I mean, uh, members of the jury watch uh, Iranian films produced here and uh, evaluate them from the financial literacy perspective. And uh, directors uh, producing films containing more financial literacy concepts uh, get rewarded. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That, that's a great way to do it. Um, have you found that there's been a positive reception to that? Yes, actually, we have got great feedbacks from uh, you know, some, some directors and uh, they have uh, said that they're going to cooperate with us and making more movies in order to, to, to make people educate financially and, and help them, you know. That, that's a wonderful idea is, you know, um, you know with the, um, I guess, entertainment industry, for lack of a better word. Um, exactly. But the media having accurate portrayals of financial matters that that is a way to get through to people um, on financial issues because you know that's how people consume is yes. uh, by watching tv watching movies uh, you know just do those interactions uh, unfortunately uh, people don't read as much as they probably should <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that I know that's the same all over the world is just human nature uh, so that that's great um, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about the resources. You know, there's books. Are you guys concentrating also on videos um, and that type of learning? Uh, you know, uh, the, the best resources uh, in the world are um, translated, uh, prepared and adapted based on uh, our environment and people's needs. You know, some of the books translated are um, some reports like um, 
you know, financial education in Europe, uh, the uh, OECD INFE guidelines on financial education and uh, um, financial education status, uh, financial education policies in Asia and the Pacific. For students, um, in addition to the 12 volume, uh, you know, training books, a 17 volume set of uh, storybooks, financial literacy storybooks for preschool, uh, first, second, and third grade of elementary students has been translated and published, both printed and audiobooks. Um, a 27 volume set of storybooks uh, for uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade of elementary students has also been provided. Uh, we are also working on domestic educational resources, which will soon be published, as you said, some videos, uh, educational videos. Uh, you know, uh, at the moment, uh, mostly we are focusing on uh, kids and women. These two groups are very important. Um, we need to invest on them more. Uh, because, you know, kids should be taught at an early age that there is power uh, in saving. They should be taught uh, to avoid, you know, borrowing or living beyond their means. So they end up uh, becoming financially responsible adults. Uh, women are important because they are the backbone of society. They're the ones who are uh, transferring this knowledge to the younger generation. And they're uh, also important because they live longer than men and make less money. Oh boy, that that sounds very familiar. I, I, you know, I've interviewed a lot of female uh, uh, financial authors or uh, female financial literacy advocates, and that's one statistic that always comes through: is that women live longer and women earn less money, uh, but yet women are making the majority of financial decisions and sometimes mm -hmm. control majority of the wealth as a result of living longer. Um, so, you, you know, that's great. And of course, I, I completely agree that, you know, it should be a part of the finance of the education system, financial education, uh, because, you know, uh, different studies, and I'm sure you have those studies, uh, as well as, you know, that kids learn stuff by second or third grade, and they're already set in their patterns, uh, in so many different ways that early intervention is so important. It's exciting that you guys are focused on that um, and not just focused on, you know, hey, you got to save, you know, but there, there's more to it uh, to really get the whole person. Uh, so, you know, that you're doing all these things is how do you feel that financial education helps people improve their lives? That's a great question. Financial education is important, you know, an integral part of our life is managing livelihoods uh, and thinking about um, income and expenses. Uh, so uh, knowing how to manage our finances will bring us peace, uh, comfort and financial security. You know, financial education is about freedom of choices. Possessing financial literacy means having more options and choosing the best ones. So if people are not able to plan ahead for their future, if um, they don't have savings for their kids or uh, they don't know how to get their money work for them, uh, they're limiting their choices. You know, uh, being aware, having a budget, uh, saving a little part of our income on a regular basis will uh, give us more options in the future. Financial education can also help the younger generation educate 
uh, have better jobs or even uh, launch their own businesses, you know. Uh, another uh, significant role of uh, financial education, I assume, is uh, to make people have true beliefs about money. You know, that includes uh, knowledge, perception, and uh, financial skills. Our cultural belief pattern around money is still somehow, let's say, negative or limiting. You know, there are still people who believe that money is the root of all evil or it takes money to make money and stuff like that. Uh, what financial education can do is to help them overcome these limiting beliefs, uh, support them to have um, a better perception about money and uh, equip them with financial skills. Uh, we should never forget that uh, money is a very important, very important, not just for the sake of it, but uh, because it changes life, it gives us more opportunities, and it helps us live the fullest life. Well, that's great. And, and I love all the positives uh, that you put in there is that, you know, knowing these things, knowledge is power, essentially, and that if people take control of their money rather than letting money take control of them is that it mm -hmm. will help improve their lives in so many ways. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, with that said, and with the work that you're doing, do you feel that financial literacy is improving? Um, are, are we making a difference? Yes, um, actually, I think uh, it is improving, you know, because over the last two decades, after the financial crisis and now with the pandemic, uh, there has been growing need for uh, financial education. I think the more we go through this path, the more we see uh, the results and the positive impacts of financial literacy education, more um, educational materials like books, videos, and games are produced. So more people, schools, and institutions pay attention uh, to this issue. I think a wide range of uh, individuals, large and small companies, have begun um, activities in the field of financial literacy and economic education. So uh, this trend will grow uh, exponentially. Well, that's fantastic. And, and I agree with you. I, I think, you know, sometimes it may seem like a little bit at a time, but, you know, every little bit helps move uh, towards the goal of helping people become a little bit more financially educated. Uh, yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, uh, for example, we, we, we can see that uh, financial literacy is becoming um, you know, a compulsory course in some schools around the world. It seems like educational systems are changing their approaches from being subject-oriented to skill-oriented, and this is great mm -hmm. news. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that, you know, it'd be nice <laughs> if our education systems had a little bit more skill-based and practical knowledge. Um, so that's fantastic. So, you know, we're, we're here in the United States, you're in Iran. What do you feel are common financial issues for people all over the world? What do you think we all share? <laughs> yes, I think um, one of the most uh, common financial issues around the world is obviously consumerism. You know, consumer society is growing so fast around the globe. People just tend to buy rather than save. They feel like getting the latest gadgets, cars, or clothes 
are supposed to make them happier or even more successful. Uh, worst of all, they sometimes borrow money to get the things they don't even need, you know. I assume that uh, people use products as a means to fill a psychological void in their life. You know, they usually misjudge what will make them happy. So uh, they get a temporary boost from a particular purchase, um, but the pleasure tends to fade with time as they adapt to having it, you know, leaving them unsatisfied. Ironically, they search for another product that can <laughs> provide an even stronger pleasurable feeling, but uh, the feeling will uh, again fade away. Uh, people, I think people choose, uh, you know, things worth having rather than things worth being. And media advertisements or the promotions that encourage people um, to purchase on installments um, play a big, big role in, uh, you know, consumer culture. Uh, another, may I add something else? Oh, sure, please. Yeah. Another common financial issue, uh, I think, is uh, the lack of awareness. Uh, on investment opportunities, especially in developing countries like Iran. Um, you know, many people do not know why they should uh, get their money work for them or, or how to do it. Uh, um, we need to create more awareness uh, so that people can understand the importance of investing uh, and also the existing investment opportunities in their countries. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that all resonates with me is... Uh, you know, you, you mentioned installment is people don't always understand how credit works and how that spreads out. And also what you mentioned, I think is interesting um, about people consumerism and what you mentioned earlier about movies and things like that is some, is that something that the Financial Intelligence Academy works with uh, the directors of movies on? is consumerism is that something that's broached yes actually consumerism is one of the topics um i i'm not sure actually about it but i think um over i know one year or two a movie will be produced about this yeah, that's fantastic you know it's so great that you guys are able to help you know on that issue um because you know, I mean, people tend to think and they don't realize that the directors of movies may not be more financially educated mm -hmm. than anyone else. Um, and so that they need the education as much as anybody else. So that, that's fantastic yes. that you guys that's have taken why, that approach. Yes, that's why we're uh, holding, you know, some meetings with, uh, with the directors so that can, first they can be educated and then start uh, making the films. Definitely. Yeah. If you don't educate them, if you don't educate the educators, you can't get anywhere, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you know, every country has things that are unique to the country, to the culture, to the people. What's unique about finances in Iran? Well, to be honest, uh, nothing is unique about finances in Iran, <laughs> except, the, except the financial problems uh, that people are encountering in this country. I'd rather talk about um, the unique financial problems uh, in Iran, if that's okay. Oh, uh, sure. You know, uh, because of the rise of inflation, I mean, the sharp rise of inflation, 
the value of cash savings has lowered, especially in the past four years. And this is uh, partly due to, due to the sanctions, you know. As many experts suggest, uh, one of the inflation hedging investments is uh, buying stocks. But even before that, many people did not have enough information about the stock market, as I pointed out before, uh, about other investment opportunities. Uh, it has become, I mean, the stock market has become more accessible right now for Iranians, but lack of awareness about it uh, can cause people troubles. And it has actually, you know, many people lost their money in the market recently. Uh, I think we need more um, um, trainings on how to have a plan, how to be patient, have a long term, uh, think long term and, uh, you know, understand the market volatility. Uh, because on one hand, patients can earn us money. And on the other hand, real and long term investments can financial investments can lead to economic growth. Teaching children financial literacy is something we need to take into consideration very seriously because they're the ones who are making the society in the future. And if we invest uh, on them, we can prevent the uh, problems and challenges we're encountering right now from happening in the future. Well, that's great. I, I, I love that answer. I mean, inflation is definitely a concern and that, that that's part of the financial education is you know understanding how to change or adapt, you know, with inflation. Um, and also, as you point out, is patience is so important. Um, people oftentimes, you know, invest in something and they expect an overnight return. Uh, and, it, you know, the best investments really don't often work that way. You know, they take, take years, decades before mm -hmm. they really show fruit. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic that you guys are addressing those issues and thinking about that because those are, you know, I, I think those are so core beyond, you know, asset allocation is very important, as you mentioned, but it's like understanding that people may not be patient mm -hmm. and understanding that people don't have a plan and that you don't have the knowledge is that once you, you have to tackle those issues before you can talk to people about, you know, whether mutual fund A or stock A is better than stock B. Mm -hmm. You have to start at the beginning. Yes, exactly. Financial literacy courses are actually uh, where we can start teaching people. And right now, because of the pandemic, we are holding um, many online you know, courses for different audiences, for women, financial literacy for women, for, for university students, for adults, um, and, and even for kids. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, you know, as we wrap up, what is your number one tip on being financially prepared? Uh, my number one tip is uh, cultivate the habit of uh, saving and budgeting. Know exactly where your money goes and uh, pay yourself first. No matter how little you save, uh, just make sure it is consistent. Also start an emergency fund ASAP because no one can tell when an emergency situation will arise. You know, um, if people are prepared financially, they're not taken aback and um, affected by, you know, unexpected events like the pandemic. Well, that, that's great advice. I mean, and I think so many people start there 
is, you know, the emergency fund and the pandemic is a good reminder of the importance of it because it brought so much uncertainty across the world. Um, yeah, I can't ask for better advice than that. Uh, yes, so Elham, definitely. Uh, so how can people learn more about you, the Financial Intelligence Academy, and uh, to learn about your work? Mm, yes, uh, uh, you know, we have a website, uh, which is mostly for Iranians because an English version of it is not available yet, www.fintelligence.ir. Uh, you can find, you know, different articles on financial literacy and, um, you know, our interviews, events and uh, training courses uh, there. Uh, Non-Iranians can follow us on LinkedIn, Financial Intelligence Academy. We share our videos and interviews and stories there in English. Uh, we are hoping to exchange views, you know, with experts around the world. Um, I mean, financial literacy authors, experts around the world so that we can cooperate and uh, carry out uh, activities, mutual activities, both in education fields and promoting uh, financial literacy. Uh, we are looking forward to getting connected with other organizations and institutions active in this field. Uh, they can also reach me on LinkedIn, uh, Elham Mir Mohammadi, E L A A A M M I R M O H A M M A D I. Or email me uh, at Eli, um, E-L-I, dot Mir Mohammadi with the same spelling, 81 at signgmail.com. Fantastic. And for our listeners um, and viewers, uh, the links to uh, Elham, um, the links that Elham mentioned will be on in the show notes. And of course, you can always reach out to me or find uh, these links on uh, my website. Uh, Elham, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on the Tony Stewart podcast. It's my pleasure, Tony. I appreciate the chance uh, to reach out to your listeners. Yeah, well, this is fantastic. Um, thanks again. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Tony Stewart podcast. Until next time. <laughs>